Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's great to have you back to Be Dream Do Radio. Really excited uh, about uh, doing a recap here on a good friend and fellow Kwanian, Neil Giuliano. Um, Sean, why don't you share a little bit about uh, who Neil is to remind um, our listeners? Sure, definitely. So, uh, Neil Giuliano, he, uh, reading his, his, uh, his bio here, he said, from 2010, or he, he serves as the president and CEO of the Greater Phoenix Leadership which for 40 years has been the form of CEO leaders to collaborate with the government, education, philanthropy sectors to create and sustain a safe, healthy, and prosperous community. Mm -hmm. So from 2010 to 2015, Juliana was CEO of San Francisco AIDS Foundation, one of the largest AIDS service organizations in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, It provides comprehensive HIV, AIDS, and sexual health programs and services in the city where HIV first reached epidemic levels. Prior to his work in San Francisco, Giuliano, uh, Gi- Giuliano sorry, was bicoastal from New York to Los Angeles as president of the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation and executive producer of GLAAD Media Awards from 2005 to 2009, which is the third largest LGBT advocacy organization in the U.S. He expanded the organization's media and anti-defamation work to include religious and faith-based communities, sports, and advertising media. And if you're from Tempe, you would most commonly known him as the previous mayor. Yeah, he's was mayor here for 10 years. Yeah. He also wrote the book, The Campaign Within, A Mayor's Private Journey to Public Leadership. And what's probably most um, uh, remarkable about, about Neil is that uh, he shared with us that uh, when he was running for mayor, he he came out. So he is gay, and um, he, um, you know, years ago it uh, was a lot more difficult to come out. And um, uh, apparently, someone was going to um, make it one of the issues, I guess, for the campaign. And Neil just came out and um, was very open about uh, his um, his personal preference there. And it takes it takes boy, it takes a lot of. Uh, a lot of strength to do something like that. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of strength. Um, so we were very fortunate uh, to have uh, Neil on the show. So what we're doing here, listeners, is that we're really going deeper into what we learned from uh, our speakers over this last year and really trying to understand what we can do with uh, with this information. Uh, we're very curious about really how people land in roles that they really love and and are very inspired by the work that they do and have a lot more energy to do it as a result of that. So one of the things that Neil was really um, um, adamant about is uh, know yourself. Mm-hmm. So when we say know yourself, what's that all about, Sean? So I remember from his interviews, um, he knew where he was, where, where the family that he grew up in, mm-hmm. he knew that he wanted to be in that, line of work mm-hmm. you know he had uh, some skills in being a disciplined hard worker and he knew that he was passionate about it right right he um i think also um along with that i guess you're referring to the fact that his father was a mayor i guess that's right, right. So yeah that's right that. uh one of the things that um i've been remiss in saying is that he was the student body president at arizona state university Mm-hmm. And also was very active in Kiwanis. In fact, he was uh, uh, elected 
to lead uh, Kiwanis International for the college age group, which we call CKI. Uh, and he um, has, on several occasions, mentioned how important Kiwanis was, is, uh, in terms of his leadership development, and is still very active in the local club here in the city of Tempe. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all the things that he's done, he's still much, uh, very, very much involved yeah, I definitely remember him being really passionate about it. Absolutely. Being involved, being in it, being part of right. making a difference. Right. right. He knew that about himself and he went for it. Yeah. So the other thing, I guess, I'm just going to jump into this, and that is he talked about being very authentic. Mm-hmm. And so I say, know yourself. I think you can't really have that discussion without being authentic, right? So uh, one of the things that he talked about is, he, you know, if I just if I can remember, I can paraphrase him. He said, "You know, in college, all of a sudden, I just realized I was one of them," mm-hmm. and uh, that was the expression that he used, and uh, that was his way of saying that he realized he was gay, okay. and and um, so he wasn't going to hide behind it. Um, and um, I'm sure in those early days, it was difficult uh, to kind of uh, navigate all of that because of just where we were as a as as a society in our community and whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm happy to say that it's a lot easier to be open and out uh, today than it was, um, you know, years ago. And <clears throat> the other thing that um, was really, I guess, a benchmark for him was also to learn to be very, very inclusive. Definitely. Right? So if you understand knowing yourself, right, and then... Being true uh, to yourself. Being true to yourself, right, mm-hmm. is that authentic piece... It opens yourself up to be to be more inclusive, to involve more people, to involve more people, and and to not judge others. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's human nature for us to uh, to judge, um, to have biases, I guess. So I guess Things we need to be are... intentional to avoid avoid doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this notion of being very inclusive really, really was important and transformational in his personal leadership style. Definitely. Just, you know, people are afraid of what's different sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I definitely got the feeling from him that he always wanted to make an impact. He wanted to make a change. Right. And he would stand behind things that he believes in and the things that he's most familiar with. And, And in that, empowering the people and being more inclusive with the people in his community. Mm hmm well, one of the things uh, we challenged him a little bit, and so, so how do you know yourself so that you can be authentic? And his response was, "You know, yeah, <laughs> come on, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, and in your heart of hearts, who are you kidding? Yeah, right. Uh, you know, so much energy is spent on trying to be someone else, and." You know, if we're all, you know, either having our own business or working in the corporate world or, or, or whatever that is in a restaurant, sometimes we look at someone who's very successful, you kind of go, wow, you know, you, I'd kind of like to be like that person. Mm-hmm. And while there's nothing wrong in trying to look at some attributes that someone has and trying to emulate that person in some way, shape, or form, what really is important is that you do it from who you are, right? So you bring your own unique self forward. Um, that's really critical and really loving what you do. And you know it best because it's coming from inside you. You're not copying it or yeah. struggling to make it. It's yeah. it's 
natural. Yeah, there, there's an expression we say, right? And you've heard me say it. It's important to be comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. And once you're comfortable in your own skin, then it's easier to get to take feedback on. Um, it's um, it's also easier to be inclusive because you're not as a defensive, right? And you're going to be more naturally attracted to things that you 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 know you like. And as things come your way, um, you know you know what's going to you're going to want to accept or or repel. I guess is what I wanted to say with that. And it, it's also, I mean. Mm-hmm. It's you. It's your mo- most mm-hmm. unique quality. It's your your greatest strength, your greatest weakness. Your it's you. You can't ever take that from somebody. Yeah, you know. You're, it's so you should just let it shine. Be yourself at the greatest potential of your own self. So the other thing that um, he had a lot of energy around was the importance of having a servant attitude. Yeah, definitely was. Um, an example of one of our guests who found a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, and he, he, he really enjoyed serving the community because he made an impact and a, a lot of joy behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, more so than just monetary, but just making a difference in his community and standing up for something that he believes in. And he knows that a voice for people that need a, right. need a voice right where right. he can make an impact and, I, yeah, definitely a good example of that for our show. So there's something magical that happens is that when what you're doing is not all about you, but in fact about serving others. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're focusing on serving others, uh, the energy is more positive, right? And you're building something that is really beyond you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that helps predispose. Um, getting into a situation that really is inspiring to you uh, and obviously you're going to get more joy um, at at the end of the day you're going to get more joy by taking the servant attitude it's almost like you kind of lose yourself in serving others and then you find yourself (laughs) and and he had the the level of prestige and you know, title that I think he wanted to have also. Oh, he for accomplished sure. that, but right. it wasn't everything behind mm-hmm. it. You know, so it doesn't mean that you don't have ambition, but realizing so ambition is not a bad word, mm-hmm. right? Ambition gives you energy, right? Everything we're talking about is all about energy, right? So, if amb- to the extent that ambition can serve you, then that's fine. Bring it on, right? Mm-hmm. I want to do this. I want to do that, right? I mean, companies would not have been built without ambition. But as long as you understand that that ambition includes serving others, and it could be serving the customers, serving the employees that are working for you, um, you know, serving your family, but you're doing it with that servant attitude, mm-hmm. and that, that opens a lot of doors. And it's a good energy to have. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked to, to, um, to Neil about really um, how he was able to accomplish so many things when he was mayor. And uh, he shared a lot of different things. Uh, But he said what was really important is that whatever vision you have, you have to tie it to reality. So it can't be just some lofty dream, Mm -hmm. right? So we've talked a lot about this, you know, when we're looking at the be, dream, do process, that that dream, right, is um, it can be a stretch, right? But there's got to be some sense of reality connected to it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
attainable. So that, yeah, that it's attainable, right? And um, and that that vision is action oriented, mm-hmm. right? So um, it's got some stickiness to it. It's not just out there in some whimsical statement, um, and you know where you're you're just kind of looking at your belly button saying, gee, I, you know, I wish I could, you know, rub this lamp and get three wishes kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. Definitely a, a realistic approach towards accomplishing things. Getting, yeah, absolutely. Getting things done. And, and he has shown that he does. Mm-hmm. Gets it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other things he mentioned was uh, along um, this uh, vision that there needs to be a sense of urgency, Right. And that urgency is really um, something that's critical because it creates action, mm-hmm. right? It moves moves things forward. Um, and he's the youngest person to ever be elected the mayor in Tempe, Arizona. I know. That's terrific. So yeah. he made those steps. He took those yeah. actions. Yeah. Um, and that urgency is created by helping others understand the consequences of not taking action. So like, for example, the Tempe Town Lake. Um, I know when they were first looking at it, you say, take this dry riverbed mm-hmm. and create a lake uh, next to the city of Tempe or within the city of Tempe. Uh, and it runs right by, the freeway runs right by it. It's really beautiful. So there's a nice waterfront with, you know, big tall buildings and whatnot there. And, and, um, to, you know, the vision to see that is, you know, was absolutely remarkable, right? Mm-hmm. And he, along with the other council people and the public here in Tempe, all were able to make it happen because they supported the, you know, the, uh, the initiative. And what's interesting, the, those other communities um, had, you know, could have jumped on the bandwagon. So Mesa and, and uh, Scottsdale, as well as uh, Phoenix, and they didn't. So you still have this dry riverbed, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of an eyesore in most of those communities. And the thing is, is that one of the things that all these cities are doing is they're saying, we now want to look at Tempe Town Lake and create this this river walk that stretches all across the valley. And it brings a lot of communities out. Oh, it, absolutely. It's, it's not only become like this uh, postcard of the Tempe um right there by mill avenue and you can see the mill mm-hmm. um but definitely over the years i've seen more and more families go out there walking around you can do the paddle boarding right and i was interesting enough i was speaking with somebody this last week and they were talking about um you know how phoenix greater phoenix was when they were you know when they just moved out here yeah and how when they'd have major rainstorms they'd have problems with flooding and the bridges sure. and how having the right. tempe town lake is able to you know bring this water in and help prevent that over flooding and the the traffic that results yeah. from it yeah yeah no there were some floods i remember those floods as well and that's not to say that if we had an awful lot of rain that they would probably have some flooding in the salt river downstream but yeah uh, the tempe town lake certainly is uh, really a work of art one of the other things that neil said it was really important was uh, just focus mm-hmm. really and that is really having a high intensity of energy around whatever is important to you Mm -hmm. Um, and have a plan and take action. So that's that do piece, right? So 
when you take a look at the words focus, plan, and take action, first of all, you know who you are. You're very being very authentic. You have a dream, but the dream is out there and connected to reality. It's action-oriented. You create a sense of urgency around it. The focus gives the energy necessary to have the intellectual capacity mm-hmm. to create an action plan and to execute on that. Right, Definitely the right ingredients for uh, taking steps forward. And, and so this, this was an outline that Neil had shared in the context of leadership, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of this he's, he covers in his book that he, that he wrote. Um, and what was the name of that book? Let's just, uh, uh, the, the Campaign Within, A Mayor's Private Journey to Public Leadership, uh, Magnus Books, 2012. Um, it's it's um, also very important these same steps when you're taking a look at really creating a design for your own life so that you can live by design right Mm -hmm. so when you're living by design if you just simply start with knowing yourself being authentic and inclusive having a servant attitude, creating a vision and tied to reality and a sense of urgency with focus, a plan and taking action. That's be dream do. Sure is. Right? Definitely. Yeah, I can't help but just say it again. Definitely the most proactive, uh, realistic type of uh, person we had on the show. Yeah. And so much to show for because of it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So if, you know, these other episodes don't appeal to you so much because of the different types of energy that worked for other people, maybe this could work. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, and we'd encourage you to listen to the entire, um, you know, to the entire episode. Mm-hmm. And we'll be getting that up on our Facebook, excuse me, up on our um, uh, website website our here in website. the next couple of weeks. The other thing, a couple other things that uh, he added that would really um, help uh, empower people uh, in their development. And that was be comfortable with the uncomfortable. This one, I think, stands out the most for me. Yeah. Because, you know, it's it's so true in so many different industries. Right. And it's um, the, the moment that you get comfortable, mm. you're going to be flat. You're right. going to be, uh, you know, off balance. You, and, and just to be comfortable being uncomfortable, you're always going to be on your toes. You're going to be ready. I mean, right. I don't know right. if, if you're a boxer or an actor or a... I don't know. You're a server running multiple tables. Like, there's always something that can be done. There's always something right. to be proactive. Just keep moving, keep looking, keep going, and just get used to mm-hmm. not being comfortable or being comfortable being uncomfortable. That one definitely resonates the most with me, and and it's in every other major key point that he had to say. Right. For right. sure. Right. Curiosity is really important to him. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the idea of being uncomfortable, if you understand the word curiosity, you're going to be out looking around on the edges of things, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're on the edge of things, that, you know, ice breaks, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there is some risk there. And that curiosity is all about growing. And the last thing that he had was added was uh, just learn, read incessantly. Mm-hmm. So if you take a look at the uncomfortable piece being curious and reading all those things together. Now, sometimes some of our listeners uh, aren't readers, right? There are other ways to, um, you know, to continue to grow. 
And there's some people that I know, there's some people that I've coached who are business leaders are crazy busy. And instead of, you know, actually reading a a paper book or an ebook, what they do is they um, actually listen to it while they're commuting to and from work or, you know, between clients or whatever their, uh, you know, whatever their opportunity is to sit down and listen. And, you know, so a lot of people listen to audiobooks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there are a lot of different ways of getting information. Some people prefer to watch videos and whatnot. I know people that, you know, listen to the TED Talks and uh, a lot of different ways. But be just Dream be, Do Radio. Be Dream Do Radio. That's Podcast. Right. That's right. <laughs> so just be curious, mm-hmm. right? Be curious and and read incessantly. So those are our takeaways. Those are our takeaways with uh, Neil Giuliano. And he is the CEO of, president and CEO of Greater Phoenix Leadership and previously mayor of Tempe for 10 years. Thank you so much for joining us today. And remember, do what you love. And love what you do.